Welcome to the Behind Their Business Podcast, the show that's peeling back the curtain and showing what's actually happening behind the scenes of running a business. I'm your host, Steph Blake, and each week you'll hear from women at all levels of business who are showcasing their stories of struggle and triumph as they juggle business ownership with day-to-day life. Join us to hear inspiring stories and strategies for starting and growing your own business. Hey everybody, Steph Blake here, and I am so glad that you are here for this week's episode. As usual, it is going to be amazing, so you are in for a treat. But before we dive into that episode, I want you to join our private and 100% free and supportive community for business owners to connect in called the Confident CEO Community. So if you have not joined us yet, here is your invitation to come and join us. Each week I also do a live training to share my best tips and tricks for scaling an online business the easy way. We talk about strategy, team building, mindset, tools, automation, and everything in between to help you confidently step into the CEO role in your business. So you can go to confidentceocommunity.com to join us today. And now let's dive in to this discussion with our incredible guest. Welcome to the Behind Their Business podcast if this is your first time listening, or if you are an avid listener, welcome back to the show. Today, our guest is going to share about having the courage to quit her nine to five, even though she wanted to get pregnant really badly. And she knew that fertility treatments would be very expensive. So you can imagine that had to be a very scary um, thing that she was going through at that time, a very scary um, decision that she had to make. But she is also going to discuss how she started her business while she had her baby, who is just a few days old, and how it's been to juggle work, nannies, and mom guilt. I know a lot of people have been wanting to hear from more moms on the show and hear about the things that moms go through. So I'm really excited to have her on. And in her business, our guest is a business coach who helps women start and scale their service-based businesses so they can have more freedom, which as you guys know, that's exactly what I do as well. So I, we have a lot that we can talk about today. We have a lot of commonalities, which is amazing. And a really fun fact that I am very jealous of is that she lives between Bali and Europe with her husband and daughter, which I'm just, uh, that, that's the dream right there. So please welcome to the show, Jovila Sinke. I hope I said that right. Correct me. <laughs> that- hey. Hi, hi. So glad that you are here. Um, I'm very excited to be here. And thanks for this amazing introduction. I always say the grass is greener on the other side, right? (laughs) Yeah, it it really is. That's so true. So let's just dive in. So I know you were um, working in corporate banking for a long time. So let's talk about what that experience was like and how you got the courage to leave that nine to five and then go full time in your business. Can you share your story a bit? Of course. So I worked in banking and then I moved uh, on to consulting in Zurich in Switzerland for eight years. And, uh, you know, just following the usual path, thinking, you know, I graduate from the best universities as I went to university in Sweden, then I got a job in Switzerland. And I thought, that's it. My life's figured out. I guess a lot of people can recognize it. But something was still missing. I would... I would keep on going to work and just thinking, okay, is that it? I'll just, you know, get maybe a promotion and I'll be able to buy 
a better bag? Like, what does it give me actually? So I wasn't really happy. And especially because my husband, he was in a startup world. He would always be in that more dynamic community. So I would be jealous of him, you know, coming back home from my corporate office. I was at one point at a trade on a trading floor. So, you know, just like loads of computers, as you could imagine. And he's just, you know, seems so relaxed and chilled and uh, having more, really more freedom, even though we still lived in Switzerland. And I kept wondering, is there something more available for me? So that's when, but I think I, I wonder, I, I was living with this thought for probably four years, if not more, you know, just, but never being, having enough courage to probably quit and take the risk until I did. But it took me probably four, if not more years to just go live with that thought. I can relate to that. It took me three years before I did it. And I don't know, but the breaking point for me was when I had my son. So I was like, I don't have another option right now. It's either we find daycare and I go back to my job or I quit right now. So I can completely relate to that. And also fun fact, um, I have family in Switzerland. So I've been there a couple of times and it is the most beautiful country for anybody who has never been there. So beautiful. But um, anyway, so how did you finally, like, what was the breaking point for this nine to five? Was there something specific that happened or were you just like, you know what, if I'm going to do it, I have to do it at some point. Mm-hmm. I think there were like, when I think back, there were a couple of things that were just signs from universe for me that I have to change. So I had this really bad accident that I was just overworked, overstressed, and I fell down and I, I hurt myself really bad. So I had to go to hospital. So that was one thing. Um, the other thing I really like a really close colleague next to me. I mean, basically he died and because he got sick and really, really fast, like within two weeks, he was gone. So that was again, like a point for, and he was just sitting next to me in these big offices, you know? So really I was sharing a desk with him. And when I saw that, I just also figure out life is too short. So there were like many little signs like that happening all over. And I just felt, you know, that's it. I think the last point was when we went to Bali uh, with my husband more for holiday, but we said, okay, we're going to go to one festival. So I attended a breathwork session, which was completely new for me. I was never into mindset back then or anything like that and during that exercise I think I started crying and um, a person next to me he told me like why are you crying can you share what's coming up for you and the word just came out of my mind of my mouth that I said because I'm not living my own life and I think that was really like it got me to the point where I said the same night we were having dinner with my husband in Bali and we said you know what, in um, three or four months, I'm going to quit my job and we're going to come back to Bali because living is cheaper than staying in Zurich. Um, so, And we'll just figure out a way for us. And that's what we did then. That's so incredible. That's, that's well, first of all, I'm so sorry to hear about your coworker. That's, that's, that's such a terrible story, but un- unfortunately it happens way too often, especially when you're put in very stressful situations. It just does terrible things for your body. So um, I love that you had the courage to just go for it and go all in. Now, 
can you share a little bit about um, your pregnancy journey as well and how that kind of all tied into it? Mm-hmm. So as I told you like that, it took me four years to probably quit and take that decision to finally see what all these signs were telling me. I think the past two years, it was that I already wanted to quit, but I had, I had this strategy in mind that saying, okay, I will quit while I'm on my maternity leave. Cause you know, I will still like, even though in Switzerland, we get probably a little bit more than in, like we get four months of maternity leave. So, um, I thought it's still, you know, I'm getting paid for those four months. So then I will leave. And I was waiting to get pregnant, but it just wasn't happening. So I I waited one year, then the second year, and it wasn't happening. And, And then I said, okay, that was also at the point when we decided that I have to just quit. And no matter what happens, I'll figure out, you know, what I do with my pregnancy, what I'll do with my maternity leave. I'll figure out a way to pay for that, but I just can't wait any longer because I don't know what if I can't get pregnant at all, right? Then I will just keep waiting for 10 years or longer. So I really wanted to quit, but that was holding me back. The thought of, okay, or my plan to get like that, you know, getting pregnant and everything figure out. So I wasn't getting pregnant. And that was the point when we packed our bags for the first time to leave to Bali, like for six months. And when we got back from Bali, I was still not pregnant, but I no longer had a job. But then I said, you know what, I have to take also this into my hands. So I'm going to seek for fertility treatments. And once I told you like, yes, I knew that's going to be expensive. But again, we said, we'll just figure it out. Like things. And we were just really in the beginning of our journey entrepreneurial journey we haven't like we had one business that we had started but we hadn't had monetized it at that point so really we had no income plus going on all the treatments and being back in Zurich paying expensive rent and everything but I think that's also like a beautiful place where you just figure things out you know you have to get out of that situation so yeah it's like you just completely surrendered you're like you know what universe, here I am. <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> Show me what I need to do. And I, I, I think it's just so beautiful that you just allowed yourself that space too. So I know you mentioned that you had your business or you and your husband had a business. So did you start a business while you were in your nine to five or did you start it when you were done? Like what was your business journey like? Mm-hmm. So we kind of started a little bit, um, when I was still in my nine to five. So let's say if we say we started, that was January um, and I quit in June. So we started and he already, this, our side hustle that we called it back then, we didn't know what it's going to be. Actually, we were just, we will start vlogging, you know, just our journey of getting online money. That was the initial plan and kind of things evolved. But um but so for probably half a year, a good half a year, I was working every weekend and every night after my job. But that was really exhausting as well. And then we said, okay, this is the point where we have to make a decision if, if we really believe in our business and if we really believe in ourselves, that means we have to show it as well and I have to quit and we both have to get ourselves 100% on this. 
for us that was needed and that's you know we took that decision and that's what i said we packed our things to bali great that's 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 amazing so i know you said that you are a coach for service writers so i'm assuming you had a service based business too before you did that Yes. So that was the first business that we did that I mentioned here was more an affiliate based business um, website and we work with different brands. So but out of that, we figured that we really strong at SEO. That's how we got most of the traffic to our site. And we started monetizing that. So we started uh, we 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 still like I say, we created it together with my husband. But um since then, I also went on on another thing. Like I started a different um, different business myself. So the SEO agency is now run by my husband. But we started together and I was working there for one and a half years until we set it up. We, we got enough clients. And yeah. Okay, that, that makes sense now. So you were blogging and you learned SEO. Yeah, which is a very difficult thing to learn. So that's that's great. I feel like it's changing every day, <laughs> but I don't, I don't know too much about that. Now let's talk about your daughter. So when was she born and how does she kind of tie into this? And if you are comfortable sharing about your fertility journey and whatnot, I would love for you to share that. But of, of course, if you're not, then yeah, I'm going to leave it no. up to you. <laughs> no worries. I'm actually open about that because I know for me it was also a very difficult time. Like these, all these two years when I was not getting pregnant, I didn't share with anyone and I would just keep seeing all my friends getting pregnant. And I, every time I would ask them like, so how did it work out for you? And they all would tell me the same, like, oh, you know, we just decided to. So the next month I got pregnant and I would be like, oh, just hits me to, to the wall, you know, just. Um, so I know when I opened up, a lot of women came to me and they told me, wow, thank you, because I was feeling the same. And I just felt that I'm the only person in the world. So, so yes, um, we started our fertility treatments and, um, it took us two treatment cycles with the hormone injections and, uh, IUI, like, um, treatment, uh, but then, yeah, then I got pregnant and, um, and the, my daughter was born in Switzerland. That's amazing. And how old is she now? So she just turned two a couple of weeks ago. Oh, and that's okay. why, so yeah, we were in Bali the past six months and for her two year old birthday, we wanted to get back to Lithuania where we originally from and where our families are so that we can celebrate, you know, so we can bring the granddaughter to our parents. <laughs> oh, I'm sure they love that. That's great. Oh. That's, <laughs> that's so great. And yes, I'm so glad that you shared that because you're right. A lot of people who are going through that journey, I've um, interviewed people in the past who have talked about miscarriages and um, problems with fertility as well. And I've had people reach out to me too, just saying, thank you so much for sharing these stories of other people, because it makes me feel not alone. So thank you for sharing that and just showing other people that they are not alone. More women go through this than we think, but um, one other thing that I want to talk about before we wrap up is mom guilt. So I have personally experienced this a couple of times, actually not as many as I thought I would. I most recently had a very bad experience with this where my son was literally banging on my door wanting to come into my office and I'm just sitting in here crying because all he wanted to do was snuggle. And I did, I did snuggle, but he just didn't want the snuggling to stop, but I had a call to be on. So 
that was that was a very recent experience for me. And I know that a lot of other moms, especially moms who have businesses, struggle with this as well. So can you share your experience with mom guilt, what it's been like to juggle work, juggle nannies, and um, just mom business life in general? Yeah, for sure. So when my daughter was born, I had like a little bit of baby blues as well. And I was also still working in the agency for the clients. So I remember I just got back from hospital and I knew because like I didn't expect my daughter to come a little bit early. So I haven't had finished up some client work. So I was really, you know, like trying to work then also trying to figure everything out. And it was just really difficult time. And uh, at the same time, you know, you start getting those because I'm quite open and like I share a lot on social media. So I would start getting all these crazy messages that like, oh, why are you bringing your daughter out to the sun? Do you know it's not good for her? Or like, why are you carrying her in a carrier and all of those comments so everything would just you know come to you and it's just too much you can't handle it anymore and all the stress and everything so so yeah so that that was difficult but then talking about mom guilt and uh, everything that I went through so basically I made a decision quite early that I'm gonna get support and uh, get nanny uh, for my kids so that I can because I know I'm the happiest when I'm creating something. And back at then, I, I was also launching my community for moms uh, back in Lithuania. So, um, but that, that wasn't easy, the decision to get a nanny, because I'll explain. So basically, when my daughter was four months old, we moved back to Lithuania where I'm originally from, uh, so that she could, as a base, as a base for our, you know, all the other travels and everything. And in Lithuania, you get two years of maternity leave, which is really crazy, like that is for Americans. And insane. yeah, and th- that's insane. But, you know, like, since I lived in Switzerland for the past eight years, I I only knew the way that, you know, you you get four months of maternity leave. If you're happy, if you're lucky, maybe that's six months. And then, you know, you move on kind of, um, cause you have to go, there is no other way. So I felt, especially being back in Lithuania, I felt a lot of guilt, probably myself and like critics from other people. Cause the norm is that from the society that you are there with your kid and you do Basically, you know, you take care 100% of her plus the house and everything else on your own without any support. And I knew that wasn't for me. Like it was, I knew I'm in my best creating. I really had the desire to create, to launch my new business, to help others in that way. And then, you know, dedicate myself fully to my daughter as well in those hours that, you know, were after work kind of, you know, more quality time rather than quantity. But I felt a lot of that, you know, the critic from others, or maybe it was also just me taking in, you know, thinking, oh, maybe they weren't even like telling that to me publicly, but I would just feel that, oh, maybe I'm a bad mom because I'm not doing that because I see everyone else is sitting at home like until the kid is two years old. So but but still, I, I kept to that. I think my husband helped me a lot because he was saying, look, but 
I, you know, yourself and, you know, you give the best to your daughter that way as well, just, you know, by being lucky and being happy and, and just creating being in your zone of genius. So, so yeah, but, but that wasn't easy as well. Yeah, I completely agree. It's so important. I feel like a lot of the times when people or women have children, they kind of forget about themselves. They forget who they are. And that happened to me for a while. I felt like I was a mom first, a wife second, and a business owner third. Like my identity just kind of completely shifted after I had him. And I know a lot of women go through that same thing. And especially in a country like Lithuania, where it's kind of expected for you to take two years off if you have your own business, that I'm assuming maternity leave doesn't really apply if it's your own business. I mean, I don't know how that would work unless the country funds it. I don't know. But yeah, no, it it, it doesn't apply. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, mm-hmm. that's that that's a lot. <laughs> that that's a I can understand why you felt really guilty when you were seeing maybe some friends or family members staying home with their kids while you were wanting to work and just kind of fulfill your own cup. Right. And I don't think there's anything, I personally don't think there's anything wrong with that. I'm, are you glad that you made that decision? Yes. Yes. I'm I'm definitely, I'm definitely glad about that. And I was thinking, you know, again, maybe some of the business decisions, they didn't go as well. Cause I also felt like I'm putting so much pressure that everything that I'm doing just has to work out because, you know, I'm taking the time away in a way from my daughter. So whatever I do, it just has to be 150% perfect. When I'm now like, I'm, I'm, I realize that, you know, it doesn't have to be that way. Like also all the lessons that we go through in our lives, that's such an amazing experience that we use it, you know, in any other way. So, but, but it also took me some time to realize that, and just to be okay with myself. So I worked a lot with even with my coach, like a mindset coach that I have. So there were a lot of sessions that we had just about the mom guilt and just saying, okay, but where are you happy and what brings you joy? And yeah. Yeah, no, I think those topics. Yeah. And I think that's necessary to talk about with, with whatever mentor you're working with, because life and business, they're not separate. It's, it's one thing you are one person. Sure. You're a mom, but you're also a business owner. So we need to figure out ways to marry those two together in a really, really nice way so that you don't have to struggle from this guilt. Right. It's also, I like to view it as like my son gets to watch me build this business from the ground up. Like how many kids can say that? Like not many, right? Like his mom goes into the office in her house, which also a lot of kids can't say. So when I'm between calls, I can go out there. I can have lunch with him. I can spend time with him. Right. And I know a lot of people don't have that opportunity. So I'm very grateful for that as I'm sure you are as well. But again, I also think that it's really important for us to, like I said before, fill our own cup, do what lights up, lights us up, what brings us joy. Because if we don't, then I think a lot of people may get to the point of resenting their children, their family as well, which is something that we never want. Right. Um, yeah, I just so, wanted to, to yes, say, sorry, just wanted to say the same thing that something that I was thinking about uh, just a couple of days ago that I'm so grateful as well, that even if, you know, when I'm working and I take lunch, I can see my daughter, if she's with a nanny or with like with, with some, somebody else, or even if she, you know, goes to uh, kindergarten that I can pick her up if she's feeling sick 
or if something, you know, she's not happy there, I can just throw everything and kind of go, which my corporate job wouldn't allow me to do. And I think also one of the things that I notice with women is also that a lot of them would say, well, especially if they're in a nine to five job that they, especially moms, they struggle a lot because they day, so say until evening, they're at their job and they have to work. And then when they get home, it's the time where they have to be, you know, moms, they have to be wives and there is no time for them because, you know, they cannot take that time during the day, which I'm sure, you know, you can, if you feel like, okay, it's just too much. I want to go, I don't just have a facial or a massage or just go out for a walk and just having our own businesses that allows us to do that. So that's really beautiful. Yeah, no, I completely agree. It, it truly is. Yeah. And I mean, I, I will be very honest when I left my nine to five and went full time in my job, I was still working like I was in my nine to five because I didn't know any better. So it wasn't until the past maybe two-ish years, something like that. And I've been doing this for six years now. So it took me about four years to, to understand that it was okay to stop in the middle of the workday, to go watch a show at 12 o'clock if I want to, or to go for a walk, like you said, or take my son to the park. Like it's okay to do these things. Like that's why we created these businesses in the first place to have that level of freedom. And if anybody's in a nine to five that's listening right now and you are wanting to get out of your job and start your own business or go full-time in your own business, I just want to make sure that people understand the reality of it, that there is an adjustment period. And because we are conditioned to work in a nine to five, right? Like that's, that's what society teaches us to do. Go to college, get the job, get married, have the baby, retire when you're 65 or whatever, right? But I love that you were able to create this life of freedom for yourself. Your husband was able to support you and all of that and run the business with you. And I just hope that more, more women do this for themselves too, because everybody deserves it. Every single person deserves it. Um, so thank you again so much for being here. It was great to have you on. It was great to hear your story and thank you just for sharing and being really vulnerable and just helping people because I know that this episode will help women who have been in similar situations. So if anybody wants to connect with you, where is the best place for them to do that? You can find me on Instagram and, um, I share a lot of my stories and my day and my travels and everything and some business tips. It's dovilla.sinke. So my, on Instagram. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. And I will link to that in the show notes as well. She said it much better than I did at the beginning when I completely butchered her last name. So thank you again for being here, Davila. I had a great time speaking with you. Thanks a lot for having me here and for this show. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Behind Their Business podcast with me, Steph Blake of The Blake Collective, which is a female-led company focused on helping online entrepreneurs start and scale their own businesses. If you or someone you know would make a great guest for the show, we would love to interview you. Visit our website at behindtheirbusiness.com to submit a short application and learn more about the show and how you can support our mission. If you enjoyed the show, we would love for you to share it with a friend or a loved one too. And don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. Thank you again for listening to the Behind Their Business podcast.